a guy early on, Kevin, who is at fuckball, like one of our tweets. <laughs> Howdy, everyone. This is Thursday, October 27th, 2016, and this is episode 27 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, and with me, as always, is Craig Stone. Hello. So, uh, we have a lot to talk about this episode. Uh, We have some news to go through, and then a lot of talking about our Atlantic City trip, which is coming up next week. So, let's try to blow through the news as fast as we can. So, to get started, uh, the city has approved a five-year financial recovery plan and sent it over to the state uh, a couple days ago. So do you want to talk a little bit about that, Craig? Sure. They, The city kind of obviously had to make some sort of fiscal recovery plan uh, as per the rules of their giant loan from the state. Uh, They've come up with that plan. It got approved by the city council despite some contentious back and forth which it wouldn't be atlantic city politics without some contentious back and forth in the city council and so this this plan includes the bader field sale that we've talked about a couple times so that the number on that is actually 110 million not 100 million dollars uh which is that because the water... that's more reasonable obviously totally you why why take 100 when you can take 110 uh, right so from yourself from yourself the water right. it's it's totally independent kyle the water authority <laughs> um so the Municipal Utilities Authority, which is the water company, uh, is going to buy Baderfield for $110 million as part of this plan. The city is going to lay off 100 people. Uh, there is a part of this plan is a settlement with Borgata for uh, the back taxes or the tax refunds that Borgata's owed after the property value reassessment. They have negotiated that down to $103 million from 150. Borgata actually came right out very quickly and said, whoa, wait a minute, there's no deal in place. Um, but it seems like the details of that are basically that they kind of have agreed, but Borgata doesn't want to sign on any dotted lines until the state approves it, which I think probably is because they don't want to get into a situation where the state doesn't approve it. And the city said, hey, you signed this thing saying that you'll take $103 million. Like, uh. Uh, So that's probably – that's my guess on that. Um so they presented to the, they presented this to the state yesterday, uh, Wednesday, and the state uh, that's actually the assembly uh, judiciary committee, I think, and they will now send their recommendation, the assembly, to the New Jersey Department of Community Affairs, which has until Tuesday to decide whether or not to approve this plan. So there are a couple of questions. The main one being whether or not it's actually legal for the municipal utilities authority to buy Bader Field. Basically, the the rule on that is that there has to be some real logical use for it. It seems like it's pretty open to interpretation how uh, what constitutes a logical use. And I know they're talking about like wind turbines for energy. Whether or not that's going to fly as as acceptable or not, we don't know. Um. So we'll see what happens. We'll see where this goes. Uh, I don't know that there's too much else to say about it other than that they've presented the plan. Uh, as Marty Small said, this is the only plan. <laughs> you know, nobody else has come with a plan. So uh, I'd 
be kind of surprised if it gets rejected. The state is within their rights to say, this is not acceptable and we're just going to take you over right now. Uh, I don't know what your thought is on the likelihood of that or if you have any thoughts on that. I really don't know. I mean, if you'd asked me a couple months ago, I'd say that if the state has any opportunity to do that, they probably will. But I think it even was mentioned in one of the stories that it seems like the state is kind of losing their appetite for taking over Atlantic City and uh, governing it. So we'll see. I mean, I I would guess that they won't, but I have no idea. My my thinking on this is that it sort of would look bad politically to just take the first opportunity possible to take over Atlantic City. It would look sort of like in bad faith unless there was something that was really obviously terrible, which you could argue the Baderfield thing is is enough of a financial shell game that they would do that, but... I think it'll probably pass. That's just a guess. We may be on two weeks from now saying how this thing didn't pass and I'm an idiot, but that's my guess. And I don't know. I guess we'll find out next week sometime. We will find out when we come back on in a couple of weeks. So um, moving on, I guess the big news from the last couple of weeks or one of the big pieces of news we've been talking about is the uh, Steve Sweeney's bill, which is – telling Carl Icahn that he may not be able to reopen the Taj unless he makes an agreement first uh, with the union. Um, So that has actually passed the state Senate as of right now. It has not passed the assembly and uh, the CEO of TROP, who is definitely not an unbiased observer, (laughs) said that an adversarial investment climate is being created by the leaders of our state legislature which is something we've talked about in a whole bunch of past episodes, including with Dr. Dave, how the state of New Jersey seems to just shoot themselves in the foot over and over again. So do you want to go into any of that? I don't, yeah, I don't think we need to get into this too much. Uh, this is a Wayne Perry article. So Wayne Perry, Associated Press, we haven't mentioned him in, in quite a while. You know, there's I a know. Time, time when he was the guy, right? He um, was the guy. Him and uh, uh, Amy Rosenberg, I'd say, are the two... Yeah, well, I'll link I'll link to Amy Rosenberg's article about the uh, the Borgata settlement right. and and Christian Hetrick, who's the other guy, about <laughs> about the uh, proposal to the the state assembly with the previous thing we talked about. But uh, what so was this, the name? Was the name of the guy that used to work for the press of AC that that left uh, half a year ago or so? Oh, Ruben Kramer. Yeah, That's right. That was sad. Yeah. yeah, I know. I miss Ruben. Uh, so, yeah. anyways, I'd, I've never met him, but interacted with him on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so. Basically, as we've discussed, the bill keeps keeps them from warehousing the license. That's the language. Uh, I sort of jokingly call it the Taj Killer Bill in the show notes. But uh, it seems like, I mean, just to run down the main idea is they don't want a situation where you can close the casino, kick out the union, get non-union workers and then reopen the casino as a different entity. So they're saying if you still own the property, you can't reopen it until five years have passed. Uh, So it's a way to either force you to negotiate with the union or to force you to sell the property. Uh, We've talked about this and said, yeah, I don't think either of us think this is the best idea, just given the current climate of Atlantic City, like regardless of what you think of, of the union side of that. But at the end of the day, it seems like the sort of standard logic on this is that Chris Christie is going to veto it. So whether or not the assembly passes it, 
uh, you know, it still needs to pass the assembly, but then it goes to Chris Christie's desk and, and he would need to sign it for it to go into effect. The, the prevailing wisdom is that he's not going to sign it, that he's just going to veto it. Uh, it passed overwhelmingly in the Senate, which would seem to indicate that it would go through the assembly. Although sometimes it's one of those things where like once it's clear that they have a majority, suddenly everybody will just vote for it because they don't want to be the person who voted against the union bill. <laughs> so I don't know that you can take any sort of majority at face value, like any sort of wide majority like that at face value. That's one thing I learned from Skip Bronson's War at the Shore, which we talked about last episode, is, you know, they actually told all the politicians to vote down a bill that they were proposing because it was clear that they were not going to get the majority. Uh, but that's way, way, way too inside politics. So end of the day, this, pro- this, thing, this thing's probably not going through all the way to signing, but, you know, I'll eat my words if it does. <laughs> I like how you said there was nothing to talk about, and yet here we are four minutes later or whatever. <laughs> yeah, with a ramble on totally unrelated, bringing in some book about something that's totally unrelated. That's how uh, we do it know. here. It's part of the charm. All right. Uh, you want to do the next item about Danger Arena? So Yeah, sure. So state news done. Um, we talked about a lot about new games last – not last episode, but two episodes ago. Um, Danger Arena and Shack-Jack, which I want to talk for another 20 minutes about Shack-Jack. Uh <laughs> But I'm not going to. <laughs> Danger Arena uh, is the skill-based game. It's gotten a lot of coverage, at least sort of in our circle, I think, of, of people we follow on Twitter and our Facebook group. And uh, the first person I saw sort of give a, a, a funny, detailed look at this thing, it was a Snickers99 poker on Twitter who started yourtripreports.com, which is actually a really good resource uh just if you like reading trip reports, if you like seeing what people have to say about their their gambling trips, it's a good place to go. Uh, I highly recommend it. And then Daryl McEwen, who is Mr. AC Casino at AtlanticCityWeekly.com and who is Seven Stars Insider, was able to get an up-close look at it as well. So just within, I think, a couple of days of each other, they both posted things about it. I'll post those links in the show notes. And the biggest thing I want to point out is that we were wrong in describing it. It is not a player versus player game. So when you walk up to the machine and if you have two other buddies who are going up to one of these little carousels that has three of the danger arena machines, you're not trying to like frag your friends uh, and shoot them or play sort of like a call of duty, whatever kind of game uh, or halo or, or whatever, depending on what system you have. It is just a game where you go up, you're shooting robots. It's based on the number of robots that you shoot. It's totally not reliant at all on what anybody else does on the machine. Uh, So it's just a go in, play against the computer type of game. And then, you know, I think if you hit six robots, you get 50% of your bet back. Seven robots, you get 100%. Uh, Yourtripreports.com has has the details on on that uh, and kind of a funny look at who was playing and how. And it's interesting. It's not really what I was expecting. He did mention uh, in that, in his post about this, that there are these things, invincible robots that just sort of like stand in the middle of the screen and make it so that you can't shoot robots. So if you're doing too good, they're going to sort of throw a wrench into the works. Uh, So I'm interested to try this. Uh, 
I'm a little sad that I was wrong that it was not player versus player because I think that adds a totally different wrinkle. And I we spent a lot of time, I said repeatedly, like, oh, if you can beat this thing, people are really going to play it. And, you know, has, what's that going to mean if other players are always losing to really good players? None of that matters. So throw all that out. Delete two episodes ago from your podcast uh, app and uh, ignore all that. But are you... How does this affect your interest in this game? It makes it go higher, knowing that I'm higher. just going to get yeah, fragged over and over again by some you know 23-year-old. It makes yeah. it more likely that I'm going to play. Yeah, I mean, I'm terrible at video games. So for me, like the idea that I'm not playing against someone who's going to come in who has played a bunch of Call of Duty and, and all those kinds of games and is just an ace at this stuff, that's probably better. Right. I mean, I'll definitely try it. So it's at Harris now. It should be, I think, at Wild Wild West by the time we get there. Uh, I'm not sure. I know they're putting it at Caesars. I don't know if that's happened yet, but uh, it'll be interesting. We'll be able to walk just a couple of steps from our meetup at the Wild Wild West to play it. No, I'll I'll try to get in uh, a couple games uh, on the trip for sure. Probably before the meetup. And. So one other thing, I think he said the minimum you can bet is 50 cents and you can go up to $5 and it takes 45 to 90 seconds uh, per game uh, is, I think that's that's the information I got from the yourtripreports.com stuff. So, you know, 50 cents for, for 90 seconds sounds terrible. Sounds like a 900 number when you're breaking it down that way. But <laughs> when you're getting the money, when you're getting money back, you know, if it's one of those things where you're really maybe losing a quarter every 90 seconds and sometimes you're winning and, you know, it'll be interesting to see sort of what the, the EV or the expected return on this is. Uh, if you can kind of play this for a long time on 20 bucks, like slots have kind of gone away from that. Like it seems like slots are there to take your $20 as fast as they possibly can and send you on your way to the next machine. So if this is something that you can play for a little bit and get some entertainment value out of, I think it'll be a hit. No, well, we'll see. We'll we'll know a lot more next week. Yeah, after we've played it. Yeah, after we've played it on our trip to Atlantic City, which I think is going to be the main focus of this episode. So do we want to go over our, our basic itineraries? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. So you're going to be there one week from now. You will be in Atlantic City. I'll, I'll be there probably one week from now minus 10 hours or something. I'm jealous because so. I'm coming a day later. Yeah, I so I imagine I'm going to get there Thursday at around 11 or so in the morning. Does that so, include the Wawa stop for two pretzels? So that's something we have to talk about, right? So something that I've always, you know, done on all my trips is I stop at the Wawa on the way up. I fill up my gas tank. I get a couple pretzels. I get a drink. And I continue on my merry way to Atlantic City. However, I believe, and you will know this much better than I, that starting next Tuesday, they are raising the New Jersey gas tax, right? Yes, that's true. 23 cents. 23 cents. So it will make New Jersey go from the cheapest gas by a pretty wide margin in the area to probably the most expensive. I don't know if it will quite be. It's not going to be more expensive than New York, but it'll be bad. It'll probably be worse than Maryland. It'll be more expensive than Maryland, Delaware, and Pennsylvania. Which least, is insane. I believe. Yeah. Because it was always at least 10 cents cheaper than Maryland, if not 
15. It's great. Cheap gas and somebody else pumps it for you. That's amazing. Yeah, I don't really care about someone else pumping it, but so that was always my thing. I'd stop on my way in, get gas, you know, get get some food, and stop on my way out and get gas and get some food. But I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that anymore. I need to figure out what my plan is going to be with super expensive gas. It probably won't be super expensive comparatively, but it'll be a few cents more than what you a get. A quarter at more minutes. is pretty significant. Yeah, you know, over what ten gallons? That's a dollar. Say so it's if it's ten cents cheaper now and it's going to be thirteen cents more expensive if you get ten gallons of gas is a dollar and thirty cents. I don't know, man. Either way, yes, I at the very least will probably need to use the facilities, so I'll, I'll probably be stopping somewhere and getting probably to Wawa get get a few pretzels, even if I don't fill up my my tank. Um. So yeah, I'll be getting in probably Thursday at around eleven a.m. I just booked my hotel today. Finally. Uh, so I was trying to book Borgata because I got a, a deal that I could have gotten the Thursday night free at the Borgata. So I was going to book Thursday night at Borg and then somewhere on the boardwalk Friday night for our meetup. But by the time I called the Borg, they said their deal was no longer available for Thursday, only for Tuesday and Wednesday. So I just ended up booking at resorts for both nights, which I know you stayed at last time and I got a room at last time, but I personally have never stayed at resorts interested to see what you think because i i think you're more adaptable than i am yeah Uh, i know you you weren't a big fan but i'm also so i made i made fun of the room too when i went in it but uh it sort of reminded me like one of the worst rooms i've ever stayed in was at the bally's las vegas and that was just because all of the stuff was so old and beat up and it had like a crt and everything which resorts did not have a crt but also, Valley's Las Vegas was like seven years ago or something like that. But uh, it, it sort of reminded me of the ambiance. So I might see if I can get a uh, some sort of an upgraded room if I pull a $20 trick or something like that. Yeah, I think Thursday, because you're, you're not saying Saturday night. You're only doing Thursday, Friday Yeah. in November. I would think your chances are pretty good <laughs> of getting a, an upgraded room. I know Eric has said that, uh, you know, resorts – the people working the front desk at the resorts probably not that used to getting the twenty dollar trick, so they will do everything within their power to yeah. upgrade me. Your chances are high, so yeah, that would be pretty sweet. So yeah, I'm interested. I, I would love to see one of the rooms in the other tower, one of the the newer rooms. I don't know how new they are relative to anything else in Atlantic City. You know, if they've never been updated, but I know that the room I was in was in pretty rough shape, but the furniture was in pretty rough shape. One of the chairs looked like it was about to just crumble underneath you. I would not have sat in that thing. And my biggest problem was that the air conditioning was really inconsistent. Well, that's not going to be a problem for me, luckily. Right. So November, I actually think you're probably better off because you, I would think you probably wouldn't even need to have any sort of AC or heat on. (laughs) Well, I like, I like sort of the ambient noise, but yes. Yeah. So, I'm interested. I hope I hope the best for you. Uh, I'll, I'll see how it goes. Like I said, I, I I did book a room there for our last trip because it was, I guess, vaguely closer to the summertime, so it was harder for us to get rooms. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'm looking forward to staying there for the first time, doing some gambling there, and hopefully, you know, one of my hopes is to be able to secure some some weekend comps going into the spring and summer next year. So we'll see if I can I can do that. So are you disappointed? I know your original original plan was to end up on the in the marina for Thursday. Are you disappointed you're not on the marina side, or are you just disappointed you're not at Borg? 
I mean, I could have stayed at Harris. I have I have all three Caesars properties comp Thursday and Friday, so I could have stayed in, in any of them if I wanted. But uh, yeah, I'm a bit disappointed I'm not in Borg. It's always very pleasant to stay there. And it would have been fun to stay there Thursday night. You know, your brother is getting in Thursday evening, right? He is. And he's, he's staying, staying at the Borg. Borg. Yep. So I could have hung out with him some. And I mean, I can still do that. But uh, yeah, just the Borg is a nice place to stay. But, uh, I mean, this has pros, too, just staying at resorts for both nights. So so I'll ask you a question that I, I know one of our friends at least has about <laughs> this day is that uh, I'm actually staying at Caesars, and our friend Andy, who will be at the meetup, is staying at Caesars. And so we've got the two rooms between us uh, to house the remaining group of our friends, because I think we're mm-hmm. going to have four people there. Uh, five, including you. So you did not book Caesars, even though you had the option. You just said you've got both of them booked. So do you want to share with us why you are uh, a a conscientious objector, if you yeah. will, of Caesars Entertainment? So, so here are my here were my options available to me for these two nights for Thursday and Friday night for free, with free definitely in quotes. Um, so I had resorts, which is where I booked. Uh, I had any of the CET properties, you know, Caesars, Valleys, and Harrah's, and I had Tropicana. So between those three properties, uh, I stayed in Tropicana last time, so I wasn't that interested in it. My room was not very nice. I didn't have a great experience checking in. They put me in a smoking room at first, and my key card kept not working over and over again because I think the door was defective. And, you know... Given everything that's happening, you know, I don't have any problem with, you know, some of the things that have been happening at the Taj. But, you know, right now it's like if I can help it, I'd prefer not to support Carl Icon if if at all possible. So I didn't want to do TROP. And then the problem with the CET properties is that it is $32 a night, even when you're comped. And so that's more than twice as much as resorts. What's resorts? 16, 15? Six, 1640, I think. 1640. Uh, so not quite. But it's, I mean, within. Slightly over. Yeah, slightly less than twice as much. But but still, I'm going to be staying two nights for the cost that it would be for one night. And it's not that it's the end of the world if I spent an extra $32 on the trip. I mean, obviously, I'm going to lose a lot more than that at the tables, most likely. But it's just, you know, at some point. Caesars has twice as high resort fees as anywhere else in the city. And I don't really want to support that because it just encourages everyone else to do it. So yeah. And I, I'm doing I, what I can to stay at a place with lower resort fees. Yeah. I agree with that decision. I, I feel like it's one of those things that I talk about. Uh, and then when it actually comes down to it, I am an offender and that I just stay where I want to stay as central as it can be. Um, you know, like I'll, I'm fine paying extra for a resort fee if it means I'm in Caesars instead of resorts or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like there's a real concern that this is going to take hold. And I get very offended about it. You know, I, I do get annoyed about it. And then when it comes down to it, I don't actually act on that annoyance, which is dumb. Like that is incredibly stupid because if you're annoyed about it, the best way to keep this from spreading is to stop going to the properties that are doing this. And my real concern now is, is we've saw, uh, we've seen Vegas tripping just reported that, uh, MGM has raised some of their rates in Las Vegas, where with taxes, it's now over $39 to stay at, I think Aria, uh, maybe MGM grand and a couple others. And 
That's just insane. I mean, you're talking about almost $40 a night. Eric, uh, who we had on the podcast and who will be at the meetup, tweeted something saying, you know, at some point you're getting close to a point where the resort fee is the same amount as the casino rate. Like if you're a player in M Life and you're staying on a weeknight, the room is probably about $40, you know? So to charge 39 20 or whatever it is in resort fee is just absolutely insane. And Caesar's oh. now creeping up there. I'm very concerned that Borgata, which is now under the auspices or whatever of, of MGM Resorts, is going to say, oh, you're charging 32 Well, we're better than you guys. Like, why do you get to charge 32 and we're not charging 32 So I hope that doesn't happen, but I am nervous about it. Yeah, I mean, it's just 32 is really a lot when the next most expensive is actually the 1620 or 1640 or whatever I'm paying at resorts, right? Yeah, and so I think that's part of it. That, that gives me some optimism for other casinos in AC, which is that it is lower. You know, in Vegas, you can charge 39 and it's only a few bucks more than everybody else. You know, Venetian has that weird pro package or whatever the hell they call it where you spend over $40 for basically nothing. Like you get very few perks. It's almost like they hand you a coupon book and they give you like, Oh, we, we, you pay the normal resort fee. You get the crappy wifi. You pay the, the extra fee. You get the high speed wifi, like that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. That's really frustrating. So in, in that market, I think 39, whatever is not as shocking. In Atlantic City, if you come in at 39 bucks, people are going to be like, whoa, that's insane. Especially people who are very gambling focused and, and Vegas has gotten away from that. You know, the, the revenue that casinos get is not mostly gambling anymore. So I just don't think the rules are the same in Atlantic City, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens because I think it's the, re the resort fee at Borgata, I think is going up. I don't know how, it's, how high it's going up, but it, I think it's going up. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, it should probably have the highest resort fee in all of Atlantic City, right? I mean, it's the nicest property, and it, is it the has most, the most resort-like amenities yeah. available. Yeah, it is the most resorty resort in Atlantic City. Right. It's got probably the best spa, the most pool facilities, the most bars, well, all that stuff. So, At this point, and I know we've talked about it before, you know, I'm just hoping that maybe there's some legislation that fixes this because the market, this is something that seems like the market's not going to be capable of fixing themselves because we've talked about it in prior episodes, but you kind of win if you're the property that has the highest resort fees and can make your regular rates the lowest. You're going to get the most people signing up to, to do your rooms just because your rates appear to be lower. And like, it's the same thing if you're, you know, if you're kayak versus Expedia or whatever, if one of them starts showing resort fees that people are going to be like, you know, after that, I'm not using kayak. Look, their prices are so much higher than this other site. So, I mean, it's just like no one anywhere up or down the supply chain is really able to do anything other than kind of ignore these and let you get hit by them when you walk in the door. Yeah. And we, as, as people who follow this industry and certainly Vegas tripping and any, probably anybody who went to VIMP last week uh, certainly is, is outraged about this and is, is coming up with, you know, they're saying, I'll never stay there again, or, you know, for MGM and, and there's all that outrage. But the huge, huge, huge majority of people who go to Las Vegas, especially, and probably even Atlantic City, look at the rates on some aggregate site like Kayak or Hotels.com. All they see is the advertised rate. They don't see the comparison of the total rate until they get into 
the final booking process. There's no comparison there. So they say, well, this was the lowest rate. The fees are probably the same everywhere. There's no knowledge of that. So like we are very knowledgeable of it and thinking about it and outraged by it. But I think most people aren't aware of as aware of it. Uh, maybe they get annoyed once they get the bill, but maybe then they're not going back for two years. So yeah, it's, it's an annoying game and you're right. I think the only, the, the end game is, is legislation. I think that's the only way it's going to stop it. Yep. I agree. So let's get back to our trip. Cause we've totally gone off on a tangent here. Maybe <laughs> that's what we do rightfully, but, um, I mean, I'm, like I said, we're, the rest of the group is staying at Caesars. So we'll be centrally located. We're all on the boardwalk. Uh, as I told our friend Andy, it, if anybody's going to stay elsewhere, it makes sense for you because you probably wake up before any of us. You are totally fine walking back to resorts whenever. It's not like you're going. It's going to alter your plans all that much. Nope. <laughs> so it's not like we have to plan around you. Uh, but I, I know you were talking about Thursday before anybody else gets there. I think um, in our group, at least. Uh, I know my brother will be there. You were, you had posted on the Facebook group about potentially getting drinks with people. I know there has not been much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have a couple comments. Yeah. First, I reached out to a couple people who had previously said they're going to be there Thursday, but leave Friday. Um, so Joe is one of the guys. Uh, he, I guess he says he doesn't know what's going on because it's his birth. It's actually his birthday on Thursday. So his girlfriend has plans for him. So, uh, we'll see if I meet up with him. A couple of the other people said they're actually not going to make it. So that's that's my other comment. It's kind of like people are not as excited as it uh, as they were for this anymore. So how many people now do you think are going to show up? For the meetup. For the meetup. I have no idea. I actually... What did we say last time? Because we talked about this last... Episode. I thought 15, including our group of friends. Right. I, I, am, I said the over, but now I'm like, that was a, just a terrible decision. So I think this is an interesting case study in, in, in Atlantic City visitation. Right. <laughs> because there is a lot of – because plans are very fluid. Because a lot of the people who go to Atlantic City are within a couple hours drive. Right, right. which is so, what we talked about last episode. Right. So it's not like you need to fly five and a half hours and you've got your flights booked. Right. You kind no, of, actually, that's you know, not what we talked about last episode. That was a discussion that was had on the Facebook group. Yeah, so, you know, I can say I get a comped room and it's – I'm free right now. I might as well book that fully refundable well, – Right, if it's free. fully refundable $0. Right. Like I'm not paying the resort fee up front basically. And then if I have to cancel it 48 hours ahead of time, then I do. So I think you get that more than you get in Vegas. I'm not saying that that's what people in our group are doing. But I think more than anything as far as just not understanding who's coming or not knowing is that – We've had a bunch of people like retweet the posts about it or like the posts or mention it in the Facebook group, but not outright say that they will be there. <laughs> so I have no, no idea. And that's nothing against them. Like, that's totally fine. And maybe they don't have their, their minds made up. Um, and certainly, you know, retweet it to your friends or whatever. Uh, Dr. Dave, who was on last episode, said he would be there if he was in the area, which is awesome. It would have been great if he could have been there. Obviously, that's expecting way too much. Uh, but Yeah, right. <laughs> Las Vegas is not close to Atlantic City. Come on, Dr. Dave. Fly in from, <laughs> from Vegas for us. You've known us for an hour. Uh, so yeah. I, I'm interested to see because I just have no clue. And we've kind of been – it is – it's it's – 
scheduled, but it's fairly informal. So it's kind of one of those things where like show up if you're around and right and be well, there. Fine. So well, and we at least we at least know of the eight people who were there last time, seven of them are going to be here this time. So yeah, and I think we're going to have a couple more. Yeah, we'll have a couple more. So I would lower the over under to like twelve. 11, let's say 11 and a half. Are you... I take the over. I think 12 is a good guess. Okay, I'm also going over. But if you made a bad over-under, man. Yeah, so that's a bad over-under. Yeah, we're not 12 getting... and a half, I think, is a better over-under. That's a tough one. I, I would probably... I think 12 sounds pretty accurate, because I think a few people are going to show up. So we'll have eight there, because we'll have five of us and our friends... Eric, Neil, and Ken, at the very least, are all going to be there. Right. I think Michael's planning to be there, but I, I don't know that that's been confirmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and other than that, I don't know that anybody's said Is, is Ed coming? Because he started a couple of threads on it. I think he is. Mm-hmm. I can't... Yeah, I'm going to assume he is. <laughs> so put him in the list. All right. I'm going over. I think we're going to have 13, 14. All right. But I wouldn't be surprised if we have twelve. All right, so we'll see if it's if it's when when's the cutoff time? So the meetups at seven thirty. We'll do a count at eight o'clock, and then either I'll buy you a drink or you'll buy me a drink. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. Numbers. So yeah. so what did we set it over under at? What twelve and a half? Twelve and a half. I have the under. You have the over. Yeah. So all right. So if eight, eight o'clock, o'clock is be the cutoff time, yeah. and we'll so one of so, us will be getting a drink for the other one. So this is actually an interesting sort of social experiment because if you like kyle more than me then you should show up at 805 yeah Yeah. (laughs) um which i will give anyone who shows up at 805 i will give you so much credit because that's (laughs) hilarious um like if you specifically say that that's why you did it uh i'll buy you a three dollar beer at the wild wild west how's that uh which is totally skewing now our our scientific very scientific study i don't know so the meetup just to I think we're introducing bias into our... We are. Horrible bias. I take all of that back. Uh, so interesting, now that we've introduced horrible bias, uh, the meetup is 7.30 p.m. Friday, November 4th. It is at the Mountain Bar at Wild Wild West, which is part of that Bally's... Uh, I like to say the Bally's Caesars complex. It's really part of Bally's. It's between Bally's and Caesars. You know where it is. Um, so what, what, what should our plan be? Should we should we plan to eat eat dinner before that so we can just start drinking there and go straight through into some gambling. I think that's probably a good plan. That's probably I, better. I know Ken wants to play beer pong and, and, uh, Neil, he doesn't, he doesn't have his beer pong partner though. I know they're going to have to figure something out. So I know Ken will figure it out. Uh, I, I hope to not play as much as I played last time. Yes. So maybe, you know, get in for one game, let other people play. I'm fine with that plan. I'd, ha- I'd have a preference to not be as hungover as I was last time when I'm driving <laughs> home the next day. Yeah. Uh, oh, so anyway, just to, to follow back up on our schedules. Yes, I'm coming in Thursday and I'm leaving Saturday. You are coming in Friday and leaving Sunday, correct? Yeah, so I'm probably going to get there in the one to two hour on Friday. And then I will leave sometime Sunday around lunchtime. Uh, yeah. So and I'm I'm gonna get there at about eleven on Thursday and I'm gonna leave Saturday at like lunchtime. Yeah. And I am going to have probably a lot of time on my own because I, everyone else in our group is out of there. Um, yeah, all of our weak friends are coming Friday and leaving Saturday because they're weak. So 
so Thursday you are sort of on your own, although my brother will be there. Uh, so you'll have What's to. What's he t- getting in? I think he. I think he he's after work. I'm not sure. Or is he taking off? I think he's leaving early. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea when he's getting there. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll hang out with Paul. But you know, we'll both tweet like when we're you, your Thursday, my Sunday. We'll tweet where we are. Uh, certainly, don't be shy about coming up and saying hi. Although maybe I shouldn't speak for you. You're more introverted than I am. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, that is definitely true. But you can still absolutely come up and and visit. And uh, I will try to tweet my whereabouts most of the time, unless I don't want to be found. So, speaking of plans and where we're going to be when we're on our own, and also with the group, it's a terrible segue. But. Uh, I've actually had some fun thinking about like what I would do if I just have time to kill, which is weird because it makes me extremely stressed out if I'm going to say Vegas because something about it just really bothers me. And um, let's let's not lie here; you're going to be extremely stressed out about about this too. Yeah, it would be anyway. But yeah, I mean, you're going to be well, no matter what. I say that, but I've had fun the last couple of times where I've just sort of like wandered around and either gone to the outlets or just hit up golden nugget and just wandered or gone yeah. to borgata and just wandered like that that's i've actually had a great time and then part of that is just that i've been to atlantic city enough that i know what i like to do and i say oh i haven't really seen the ins and outs of borgata let me do that so so that's kind of exciting in vegas i can't deal with it because i don't because there's so many things i want to cram in and i don't know when i'm going to be back so it's kind of like well, I have to do this or else. And then I sort of am like paralyzed by my freedom and don't do anything, but that's probably something <laughs> for a therapist or something. But I know you're just going to be sitting in Bill's Burger and Harris again on Saturday night, just, just thinking about sad. how you're leaving tomorrow and just yeah. like looking terrible, like eating one bite of my burger and just looking <laughs> right. green and sad. Uh, <laughs> so is there anything you want to make sure that you do on this trip, whether alone or with others? So, um, so last time when I was, down there because i did the same thing last time i came in thursday and left saturday and and had basically all day well i got in thursday night last time though but i had a lot of the day friday to myself so i actually went for a run from the trap all the way down to the end of the boardwalk through uh ventner and margate which is something I'd, i'd never done before i'd never been down there and it was very nice and it was quite different than atlantic city but uh so this time i'm gonna go to the end of the boardwalk on the other side i'll go friday morning probably up from uh, resorts, kind of up the boardwalk, around the turn, up the promenade on Main, and then into Gardner's Basin, which is somewhere else I've, I haven't been. Uh, I'll probably do breakfast there and, and head back down to to resorts. So that's something I want to do. Um, since I'm going to be in resorts, I think Tony Bologna's is not too far away. I'm probably going to do that for a meal on either Thursday or Friday. I highly recommend the Olay steak if you like uh, uh, sort I of don't, spicy I don't eat steak. steak, man. Come on. What? You know that. I do? Yeah, I don't eat pork or beef. I didn't know that. You you absolutely did. Oh, I don't eat pork. So we have no pork eaters on this <laughs> podcast. That's really weird. Uh, but I used I'll to. Eat, I'll Until eat like six months beef. ago, I ate both, but then I decided to eat neither. Interesting. Okay. So. Yeah. Do what I can. Chicken, though? You eat chicken? Yeah, I eat chicken. They have a General So's slice that's pretty good. Well, I'll, I'll give it a try. I know Ed will be excited, too. He gave us a hard time for, for not going last time, I think, so. I've been to the one in Hoboken many times. I have to yeah, say. but not the one sort of behind the revel in Atlantic City. That's true. I have not been there. 
So uh, I'm going to do that. Yeah, like I said, I'll go to Gardner's Basin and go to the restaurant whose name I can't remember right now. Who, which uh, I just Gilchrist. about. Yeah, Gilchrist, because I hear I've heard from many, many sources, including Don Guardian, that it is the best place for breakfast in Atlantic City. So I'm going to do that probably Friday morning. Um, other than that, I don't have much in mind. I mean, I I, I figure that as uh, fake Atlantic City celebrities, we kind of actually have to learn a bit more about the city than the casinos now yeah I, I agree with that i don't agree that we're we're fake atlantic city celebrities we're real atlantic city no i i think we are <laughs> nothing close to no we're not uh, even fake atlantic city celebrities no, we're just we're nothing. yeah the people in the facebook group know us and that's all that matters that's the only group i care about do they uh, do they though a lot of the people know us but i'm sure there's plenty of people in there that just are like a ah, facebook group about atlantic city suite that's fine um yeah it's fine so now that you've said that you want to do all this non-casino stuff, let me tell you what I want to do. Shack Jack at the, <laughs> at the, at the Tropicana. Uh, so I definitely want to do that. I want to try Danger Arena, which we've mentioned. One thing that I want to do that is still casino related is I would like to go just sit at a bar somewhere because it's something that I never do in Atlantic City or Vegas. It's also something that I never do at home because I have a toddler and... You just never get an opportunity to go and like sit at a bar and have a drink and relax. Um, so I, I'm thinking about either like Borg, the Borgata B Bar, uh, the Continental, although it's kind of dead over in that area, even though I really like it, or 10 North Lounge at the Trop. Getting off of the casinos. Uh, oh, and and one thing that 10 North and and the B Bar at Borg both have is video poker machines, and I've never done bar top video poker, which seems insane. Like that, that is, is a staple. Crazy. Uh, so I've never sat there and part of it, like it oddly stresses me out about like, what's the etiquette of getting a drink when you're at a bar top machine? I'm pretty sure the etiquette is if they're going to give you a drink, take it. <laughs> right. Uh, so I don't know why that stresses me out, but I'm weird about that stuff outside the casinos. I would very much like to do something really AC classic, like Irish pub, uh, I would go back to Tony's Baltimore Grill, maybe less uh, intoxicated than last time. <laughs> um, I actually don't even necessarily, like if I'm over at Trop, I don't even necessarily need to eat at Tony's Baltimore Grill. Like I would totally wander over there and grab a beer uh, and maybe some wings because those wings were pretty good and head back. Um, they were good. I would go to Vagabond, although that's kind of out of the way. Uh or to Wingcraft, which is over by the outlets. But I think... Those... Is Vagabond the one that's on Albany? No, I think it's a, totally at the other end oh, of okay. the uh, of Atlantic City. Like diagonally the other direction. Um, mm. It is at... It's over by the ba- old baseball stadium. Oh, yeah, Albany. I have yeah. totally the wrong idea. It's over by Baderfield. <laughs> Yes. So I'm totally it's on Albany. Yeah. Totally wrong about where Albany is. So, so the answer is yes. Yes. So you're totally right. Yeah, that's that's the beer bar, right? The Yeah, it's, it's like to be nice. Big yeah. big beer lists, big craft beer list. I so I might take a cab over there um after everybody's left, that might be an option or you know, who knows, maybe we'll pop over there but Yeah, I'm, maybe. I I'd, I'd like to see some of that stuff. So we'll see. I'd also like to have a better time at at the craft table than I did on our last trip where it was yeah, a total was disaster. Yeah. Uh, so what would you like to do with the trip? Better luck gambling is, is yes, like I not get absolutely annihilated. Yeah. I mean, there are other That's things crazy. that I'd really like to do that are sort of off 
the casinos, but things like um, restaurants, uh, you know, we've talked about some of them, Chef Vola's, uh, what are some others that we've discussed? There's the, I think the Iron Room, which is in the AC Bottle Company, right? Uh, so that's kind of supposed to be a cool restaurant. Uh, there's, you know, several other places, but I'm probably not going to go or like knife and fork even, which is obviously an institution. Like I'm, I'm not going to go to those places by myself. <laughs> right? And I like and me and Paul will be there though. We'll have a great romantic evening. Paul would love, jealous. my brother would love to go to any of those restaurants. He's totally into the food thing. So if you want to go to <laughs> iron room, if you want to go to you go to chef Ola's or something, he's already done knife and fork. He would totally probably do chef Ola's. So, if, you know, hit him up. <laughs> Text him if you want to go to this. Uh, I know that's not your thing at all, though. Like you, your no, your idea thing. of hell, I think, is sitting down to a two hour dinner while you're on a gambling trip. Yeah, it actually happened in uh, in Las Vegas. It was more like three hours, I think. But it was a it was long, long dinner. I mean, there were nineteen of us, so it took a at while. The terrible Nero's in Las Vegas, unlike the somewhat nice Nero's in Atlantic City. Yeah, actually, was, Nero's is gone in Las Vegas, I think. It is gone. Uh, it they was r- right out. out of the sports book. Like, you just sit there staring yep. at the sports book, and it doesn't feel all that fancy. But uh, So that's <sighs> kind of my list of things I'd like to try. I mean, obviously, I'll probably go to the outlets because I need, I need some pants for work. Yeah. <laughs> you need to buy some Lacoste stuff. Yeah. Nah, that's too, that's too expensive when uh, your baby's just going to throw food all over it. Van Heusen's more in the wheelhouse. Yeah. So... I don't know. So anything else that you want to plan? Obviously, I would, I'll say this. If anybody has any suggestions, I would love to hear it. Like places you think would be good for a group, places you think that are great to go alone. One thing I've done alone the last two trips, or actually one of them I was with my wife, is go to uh, Golden Nugget just for an hour before I leave because the parking's free. Pop in, get some food, play some slots, and then head out. And I fit find that found that oddly enjoyable just to like wander around that property which i never really had much affection for and i'm kind of gaining an appreciation for as i wander around it more Espe- uh, especially now that you've just watched all of the videos you can about the trump marina video game or the yeah the trump marina video game Ooh, yeah the, the trump castle uh, yeah. video game on i can't remember what system it was on uh it's like amiga or something yes i think it was amiga <laughs> yeah yes. uh that was in the Facebook group. If you just Google Trump Castle Amiga, you'll see some great some great like, shots of like the escalators right where you come up into the main lobby area, I guess. Yeah, and it's funny if you spend a lot of time at Golden Nugget or especially if you obviously spent time at Trump Castle or Trump Marina to see that and just think, wow, it's still – I mean Golden Nugget's done a lot to make that place look nicer. But you can tell that that's what it is. Yep. <laughs> uh, so it's pretty funny. Uh, certainly the image of the outside of the, the property is, is pretty cool, but in, in glorious 1991 Amiga graphics. So yeah, if you have any suggestions, I'd love to hear them in the Facebook group or on Twitter at do for a win or to do for a win at gmail.com. Uh, do you have anything else trip plan wise that you want to talk about? Are you getting your Sully Erna tickets for free at resorts? (laughs) Well, unfortunately I'm not going to be there Saturday. Oh yeah, I will. Yeah. Sully, Sully Erna of Godsmack fame is is playing at resorts, and apparently just... they're very liberal with the free tickets if you want that. Yeah. I will not be going. So. How the mighty have fallen. 
Yeah. Was were they that mighty? I mean, I guess they were pretty popular when I was in high school. But well, like I said, I, our buddy Craig went to one of their concerts like I don't know eight years ago or something and loved it. Apparently, wow. Uh, we should get it. We should get him to come to AC with with the promise of Sully as a. We as actually. <laughs> We actually should. He still hasn't officially denied us. I think he's That's just true. ignoring us at this point. He there's a free room for him. He can stay in the other bed in my room on Saturday night, uh, <laughs> and I can get free tickets. But let's yeah. be honest, it's not going to happen. Other bed. Yeah. <laughs> All let's right. So anyway, there. moving on. <laughs> let's not get into that. Anyways, um, bad jokes. Uh, so now that we've done planning, or whatever semblance of planning we're going to do this far out. I think we both kind of fly by the seat of our pants a little bit. Yep. I have, I think we have some time, right? Yeah, we've got some time. I have some random. So, so just some behind the scenes. We, we have a, like a running count of how long the episode's been, but so it says one fourteen right now, but I think we started at like 26 or something like that today. We did a lot of bullshitting before the episode actually started. So I think we're in pretty good shape. Yeah. There was a lot of pre-talking. So I, yeah. This is, I, I think, this is the most. Uh, oh yeah, by far inaccurate I've ever been on on the timing. So when we end up when this thing hits two hours and we're still talking, we'll be like, "Whoa, it's fine. We've got those twenty minutes to cut." I know. So <laughs> there's been a, a couple episodes of Vegas Fanboy that discuss bankroll management, and there's been a lot of interesting discussion about it. And my brothers emailed with me back and forth about it. Uh, and so I, it's something that I wanted to kind of present to you because I think I think I have an idea of where this conversation is going to go and it might be short. <laughs> but uh, how sort of – how do you come up with your gambling stash? How do you manage what you are willing to lose? Like those are kind of questions that people apparently are very interested in. And I think about it, but I don't really act on it too much. So my first question for you is – when you're going into a trip, like you've got this trip next week, how do you decide how much money you are willing to lose or how much money you bring in the first place? Like what is, do you have some basis or does it just sort of on a whim? What is your method? I don't. So I think we can, I'll go back and I'll talk about sort of my progression of my thoughts on bankroll over time. So when I first started gambling, when I first started going to AC in 2005, I believe, was our first trip up there. Maybe we even went went in 2004, but uh, I would tend to bring like $300 maybe, and that was my money for this trip for, you know, one night or whatever, usually, or, or maybe sometimes two nights. And basically, that's just what I brought. That's what I was spending. I would not spend a penny more than the amount of money I brought on gambling. And then as as time sort of went on, that the number's gone up, you know, little by little. But uh, I'd say starting like a year or two ago, it's just, I mean, I don't have like a set amount of money. I mean, there's like an amount, I guess, that once I get over, I start to get a bit nervous about it. But, you know, I've had plenty of trips where I've brought some amount of money to the casino. I've lost it all on the first day gone to the atm gotten more money and then gone back and just gambled the next day and and it's been fine because you know i feel comfortable playing ten dollar craps or i feel comfortable playing ten dollar blackjack you know or fifteen dollar blackjack and you know honestly i can absorb whatever normal size loss can can come out of that so i mean i don't really have a set amount that's like i absolutely will not 
lose more than this amount of money. I mean, if if things are going badly, I'll slow down. I'll I'll start doing some other stuff, but but I don't have like a hard limit. So I yeah, it's interesting and and definitely listening to. But I, I used I used to have a hard limit for sure when I was younger, you know, until a couple of years ago. Yeah, and it seems like certainly the people who are interested in this and who have discussed it either on Twitter with with Adam from Vegas Fanboy or on the episode uh, who wrote in seem to be very set on a hard cap for what they're going to lose in a trip. And I and I think that's totally reasonable. Like I think that's a reasonable way to do it. And it's sort of how I do it. You know, I have an I bring an amount of money and I am pretty dead set on not going to the ATM, although I don't think from from our very first trip where I just totally didn't realize how quickly, you know, a couple hundred dollars could could go. Um after that, I don't think I've ever come close to having to go to the ATM. And that's not to say that I bring a lot of money. Like you can vouch that I'm just not gambling very much. <laughs> you know, I don't, yeah. I don't really risk that much. So I just don't ever really get close to a point where I'm like, oh, crap, I, either I'm done. Yeah, you know, I need to go find some other things to do or I'm or my weekend's over. Um, so I kind of I have my hard cap based on what I bring, but that's also just naturally like I don't get a high from wagering more. So I'm not like, Oh, I could play $10 blackjack or I could play 25 and that'll be more fun. Cause it's more money. Like I don't care about that at all. So like $10 blackjack, just as fun for me as $25 blackjack. So I'm totally fine playing the lowest limits. Um, I don't know how that's really relevant other than that. It just means that I don't get to a point usually where I am nervous about what I'm losing. Uh, I mean, obviously if I'm losing, I don't like it. <laughs> you know, that's not to say that I'm just like, I might as well just flush my whatever that I brought down the toilet because I don't care. Like that's my entertainment budget, but I don't, I'm not going to feel bad about it two months later if I lose whatever it is that I brought. Um, because typically it's not a ton of money. The other question is, do you set aside, do you have like a gambling stash that you set aside? I know you can bet on that. They sort of talk about, oh, we've got our gambling stash and you don't touch it. You know, you if you win money, it goes into it. Uh, if you lose money, it's sort of, it's coming out of your gambling stash anyway. Do you manage something like that or or do you just take cash out of the, of the of the bank before you go on a trip? No, I actually have a, a stash of, of money in my house hidden somewhere. It's a mystery. But uh I do have my my gambling money in a, in a pile, and and that pile naturally grows sometimes. Like it's it's actually pretty large now because I had a I had a good last couple trips to the local casinos here in in Baltimore, and you know sometimes it wanes, and then I look and I'm like oh, I need to go to the bank before I go to Atlantic City. So yes, I I do have a, an actual gambling stash. So I I don't really. I mean I like to say that I do, but really it's just like. I typically take money out of the ATM and then if I have some left over, if I've won a little, I am just lazy about putting it back. And so I hide it somewhere and I figured, well, this will be for next trip. Yep. Or unless I need something like I, when I hit the jackpot, uh, progressive jacks are better, uh, Royal flush. I, we needed a new mattress. So I used that money to buy a new mattress. <laughs> so you just pay uh, cash for a mattress. No, I put it in the bank and then I charged it. Uh, you got to get those points, weak. man. You got to get the points. Andy would approve. Uh, so don't put your cash in the bank. <laughs> yeah. That's how they get you. So yeah, that's how they get you. So, uh, go straight to the government. Yeah. It's all taxable. Um, so <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't really, I don't really have a stash because I almost always have to go to the bank because I maybe have like two $100 bills that I just didn't deposit for whatever reason. And if I hit a big amount, I'm probably just going to go put the whole thing in the bank. Like maybe I'll keep a few hundred dollars out just so that I don't have to go to the bank the next time. <laughs> but uh, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, now I've got, like when I hit that, that jackpot, those 2,500 bucks, I wasn't like, well, now I've got $2,500 in my gambling stash. I was like, well, now I should go deposit <laughs> 2,000 bucks. Um, so that was, well, that's not true because part of depositing that is because I know a lot of it's coming out of taxes, uh, before too long. That's true. So what happens when your, when your stat hits zero, what do you do? Go to the bank? (laughs) Right. Are you like, I'm done. Never gambling again. You always talk about going to the ATM. Do you actually go to the ATM? To take out money? You mean before I go on a trip? Mm Mm-hmm. No, I go to the teller because I'm not getting yes, a bunch of 20s. Yes, because you can't get go to the ATM before a trip because they'll give you 20s. You need to actually go to the teller and be like, give me $100 bills. So the closest bank to my work now has what are really automated teller machines, which are closer to the tellers than the ATM vestibule. And you can get hundreds out of those, and they don't have the electronic service limit that other ones. I mean, not that I'm ever getting close to the electronic service limit, but uh, it's not that high. I mean, it's usually like six hundred bucks or something, three or four hundred. Um, so, because let me let me tell you, this is a total non sequitur, but one of the things I do when I've kind of run out of money and you know I need to go back to the ATM and get more, which I did like three three or four times uh, on one famous friends bashful party in las vegas is i'm like oh, i'll go to the atm and get some more money but to like kind of extend the process of doing that i'm like all right i'm going to a bank of america atm i'm not going to pay like the 350 in fees or whatever to get it out of another atm like i'm going to go on this like death march and find the nearest bank of america atm and that's how you end up on unlv's campus so yes in las vegas or at least as of five years ago there was one bank of america atm in the m&m store on the Las Vegas Strip, kind of in the mall, kind of close-ish to Planet Hollywood, I guess. Um, <laughs> so there's that. But I think that has a pretty low limit, uh, like a, whatever, electronic limit. So yes, uh, another time, like I ran out of money again on that trip when I was at Hard Rock. And I'm like, all right, where's the nearest Bank of America ATM? And it was actually on the other side of UNLV's campus, which is, it's right there if you're at Hard Rock. So I went for a quick walk and ended up on UNLV's campus and walked through it. It was nice and got my ATM or got my money out of the Bank of America ATM there. And in Atlantic City, there is a Bank of America right on either Atlantic or Pacific, pretty close to the Tropicana. And last time we were in the marina, or a couple, it was actually a couple times ago, the last time I had to go to the ATM, I actually drove over to Brigantine in the morning because there's a Bank of America on the next island up from Atlantic City. So I went over there, stopped at Dunkin' Donuts, and got a breakfast sandwich and got some money from the Bank of America in Brigantine. I have to say my goal on any trip is not to have to make a death march to the ATM. <laughs> uh, I mean, in part... Like in Vegas, I have Chase, and so there are a bunch of Walgreens in Vegas, and they all have Chase. So mm-hmm. there's always a Chase ATM close, which is not necessarily the best thing, although I've never really had to use them. Although it is nice because it means I don't really have to bring much cash ahead of time because I can just go get whatever fee-free money uh, in Vegas. I don't have to worry about carrying it on the plane and putting it through security and all that. Uh, you know, For all the huge stacks of cash I bring with me when I go to <laughs> I Vegas. know. 
you probably break the ten was it a ten thousand dollar limit for surely, traveling? Surely, surely. I've got to strap it like under my belt, yeah. like in twenty one. <laughs> I've got to duct tape it to my chest. Um, yeah. So, what about like per day money is something that gets talked about a lot. Do you sort of break it down like, oh, I've got X number of amount, X amount of money for this trip. I'm here for three days. Let's just divide it in three. No, I'm pretty sure the answer is no. No. <laughs> yeah, same with me. I don't really worry about that at all. Although it's something that I've actually thought about, and I think I mentioned on a podcast after maybe, I don't know if it was our last trip or, or our previous trip, was just saying, you know what, I'm going to put a really hard cap on what I bet per day. Like if I lose, say, $100 in a day, I'm done, you know? And it sounds good in theory. Like, okay, this will force me to do it other things. It doesn't sound good in theory at all. That sounds awful. <laughs> Uh, but it, like, if 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 your mission is to do other things, and, okay, and if if, sure. your, if your argument is like I don't get, if I go up by another hundred dollars, I don't get a hundred dollars more in enjoyment. Like the marginal increase in enjoyment is, you know, it starts to diverge from what you're actually spending uh, to get very like MBA into it. Um, but but that's not true. That sounds like bullshit to me, right? I would I argue. Mean, I don't think if, it's if, that if, low. It's, it's not. It's not the right way to think about it. It's like. Uh oh, I'm out of money. Like, what am I going to do for the next eight hours today? And like, are you going to get more enjoyment out of gambling more or not gambling? <laughs> right? Uh, that would be what the enabler would say, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that's yeah, I mean it's one of those things where it's like, like what I just said. You know, I'm not going to get more enjoyment out of twenty five dollar blackjack than fifteen dollar blackjack. Right, but, right. Of course, of course. But I, if you I, lose it, I, I see that's what you're saying. Yes, you would rather you, just play five dollar blackjack and lose less money than right. But than sometimes twenty five dollar blackjack and run yeah. out of your bankroll. But sometimes somebody sevens out and you've got sixty dollars on the table and that's that. And so if your cap is a hundred dollars a day, <laughs> like you're kind of stuck. Um, so I. I thought when I had that thought, I was like, that's great. I'm going to do it and I'm going to see how it goes. There's no way I stick to that. I mean, if I, if I end up sticking to that in quotes, it's, it's because it was never really at risk of happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So I, I don't really, you know, I don't have any, I know there were some people who said like, oh, you know, if I buy in for 200 bucks, I'll just say, if I get down to 80, I'm going to leave the table. Like, I don't really believe in any of that. Uh, Adam, Vegas fanboy said the same thing, kind of like you shouldn't buy in with money that you aren't willing to lose, which I totally agree with. Like it's totally reasonable to, to expect to lose a hundred percent of your buy-in. Um, I do, if I get up by some amount, I will say like, Oh, if I get back to even, I'm going to leave. Like that's totally different, I think. But, um, so I don't really have any sort of budget management tricks like that. I don't think you do either. (laughs) Uh, what about winnings? Does it just go back into your stash? Yep. Uh, do you ever buy something? Are you ever like, if I win $500, I'm going straight to tour no and buying a sweet watch. Nope. <laughs> yeah. I don't see you. You're not into the like material things. I don't think too much. Like you're not, not heading, you're not, not heading really. to Lacoste and buying a hundred dollar polo shirt. No. Uh, I mean, I don't even know what I would spend all that cash on. Like for one thing, why would I buy something big with cash? Unless it was like on Craigslist or something. Like I could sure. buy something on Craigslist, I guess. Cause it's, you know cash only but so there are two things that i want that i can't justify in my mind spending the money for one of them is a phone i really want a new phone because my phone sucks Mm -hmm. so if i won like 700 bucks i'd just go buy a phone Mm -hmm. like it would be sweet to just walk to the apple store in uh, in the playground and be like boom here's 700 bucks give me an iphone 7 plus that's reasonable having a a nice phone is nice that is something i will 
one of the few materialistic things I won't kind of poo-poo you for. And having a crappy phone is so freaking annoying. Like, that's the it's, biggest it's thing. It's bad. Like, my phone died at 2.30 the other day and, like, charged all night. 2.30 p.m. It was just like, meh, I'm dead. That yeah. was awful. Uh, it's usually not that bad, but it's had all sorts of problems with the camera and everything. And it's, you know, it's three years old at this point. I should really replace it. Uh, that and I, the Nintendo Switch... Which I really, really hoped they were going to name the Nintendo 10, the next Nintendo console, because I made a joke on Twitter that 10, the name of the new of, of what Revel will be, sounds like the next Nintendo console. And then I was listening to a Nintendo podcast, like an unofficial like IGN Nintendo podcast, and somebody mentioned 10 as a potential name for the next console. And I was like, yes, make it happen. But it didn't. It's Nintendo Switch, which is better. Yep. Uh, maybe they should have renamed Revel Switch instead, but that wouldn't have made any sense. So... I would like that, but I just bought a Wii U on eBay like three weeks ago, so it's pretty hard to justify that purchase five months after you buy another console. So if I won 300 bucks, I could say, oh, well, I'm just going to put this aside, which is dumb because I'll just put it in the bank and then forget that it's even there and then use that as my justification. We'll have probably used it as a justification to buy $800 in other stuff <laughs> in the interim. But, or you should just leave it in your gambling stash. That seems like a better idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think that's it for our bankroll talk. I don't think there's – I think we've exhausted this topic, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just just for me, it's like I'm comfortable playing $10 blackjack. And if you've lost a certain amount of money and you're not comfortable playing the game anymore, then like maybe the game was too much money for you to begin with. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think – if you and I'm sure Vegas fanboy said this, I'm pretty sure he did. It's basically like if you sit down at a table and you are nervous about the amount of money that you have on the table, leave. Yeah, you you shouldn't be there. No, I, I agree 100. percent And it's I think when we were younger, you know, when I was like 25 and we were started to go to AC, I think that was more of an issue just because you know oh. I didn't I didn't have and not only that your your first trip it was your first trip was it was me you and our buddy Taylor and we got massacred all three of us got massacred on the first day which i say to this day i think was the best thing that could have happened to me i mean obviously it sucked but i am very very aware of how fast the money can go and right. i and i never would have thought that and i know people who say who act like you never lose when you go to ac like oh you know i went to ac and i haven't had to go to the casino in a week in a month and i mean to the the atm in a month and that kind of stuff and they kind of talk big and they sort of ignore the losses and just have <laughs> confirmation crazy confirmation so about my stepdad all the time is like oh, my one buddy says he goes to the casino every you know whatever every few months and you know he always wins like ten thousand dollars there i'm like really yeah. How many times does he lose three times that, right? So Right. No, he's like, no, no, no never. He wins every time. I'm like, okay. Yeah, so that kind of thing is, is – <laughs> and I think there's sort of a natural like you you remember the wins like, yeah, I won. So I, I've never had that because of that first trip. So I think that's probably good. Uh, I have a very like healthy fear of, of the, the casino, <laughs> mm -hmm. if you will, uh, of the – the luck of lady luck and whatever the opposite of lady luck is. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's too much else to say about that, but I just thought it was an interesting conversation because both of us are so lax about it, I think. And so it's funny to hear I, a lot I, of talk about people who are very strict about I, it. I didn't used to be like, like I said, I used to bring when I first started going, when I was 21, 22, I would bring $300 on the trip and that was what I had. 
And if I ran out, I was just walking up and down the boardwalk, up and down the boardwalk, up and down the boardwalk, which which happened. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't really. I don't know what I'd do in that situation. I mean, I I sort of like the idea in my head of setting these like caps per day or like playing these little games where it's like I'm going to sit at a video poker machine and if I lose my $20, I have to walk around the casino and come back before I sit at another video poker machine or if I double it, then I leave, like that kind of stuff. Like that sounds interesting, but like in the reality of the moment, like I don't want to have those little tedious distractions in my way i don't think like i i just can't imagine that i'm ever actually going to do that as much as i tell myself like hey take a win every once in a while like you don't have to burn through the 20 bucks that you put into the (laughs) into the video poker machine um but i don't know i I don't think either of us really have you're there to gamble right i mean I'm there to be on vacation and relax. There's, there's no such thing as house money. There's, you know, if you don't want to play something anymore, just cash out. And if you do want to keep playing it, keep playing it. And I don't know. I don't necessarily worry about how much money I have on the table. Though I do have a preference for cashing out with an even dollar amount. I, I will admit that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But other than that, I'm, it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing is about these little tricks is like, if you need these to be having fun, like shouldn't maybe you should think about how much you're wagering. Although I think there are a lot of people who it's more sort of the hangover afterwards. Like they don't it's easy to sort of go back and replay, you know, Monday morning quarterback it and think like, oh if only I had just left that video poker machine when I was up twenty bucks or I mean twenty bucks isn't gonna make a difference. But you know, I was I was up fifty bucks at the at the blackjack table and i left and i didn't leave and i lost it lost the 50 and then lost my hundred dollar buy-in like those kind of things are very irksome <laughs> later on when you're thinking like i was up and then i lost it but i don't know like i think my brother said this in email like if you're having fun like the cost of leaving is is the fun <laughs> right like it's not it's not the the hundred dollars necessarily like so there is a cost. Well, it's, to... it's not only that but people say stuff like that all the time like oh, i should have left when i was even or whatever but like, you're just as likely to win when you get back to even from being up as you are to lose, you know? Yeah. I mean, we're actually not because the casinos have to make money. But, you know, you're not any less likely to win just because you've been losing a little bit beforehand, you know? It doesn't matter. Yeah, like, over the very, very long run, it will make no difference when you get up from the table, right? Like, that's not... <laughs> right. Yeah, it makes no yeah. difference at all. Right. And, like, so... I know this is something we used to argue about years ago on on GChat, but no, it doesn't make any difference. Yeah, like, I used whatever to... Whatever strategy you want. Like, you always said that you always lost money because you get up from a table when you're down your buy-in or whatever, but you never get up from a table when you're up. And so you're like, it's impossible for me to win, but... Right, and in my se- in my head, that made perfect sense. But then you were like, you know... Like, it's it's true, it'll make you lose more often if you do that, but your wins are going to be commensurately bigger so that your EV is going to be the same, no matter what your, your betting strategy is. Right, correct. So, basically, never listen to any advice that I have about, like, you know, bankroll management or math, specifically, statistics. <laughs> Uh, but I think that's probably a good place to stop. Cause we're yeah, I think so we're, 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 yeah, we're, we're at like hour 10 or 15 now. So yeah, I think we're in that range. So do you want to close this thing out? 
Yeah, I could do that. So first, yes, as we've mentioned a few times, we would love to meet you. So if you're going to be in Atlantic City next weekend, or if you have nothing to do next weekend and are wondering what you should do, come on down to Atlantic City, meet us. I'll be around all day Thursday. You can meet us officially Friday, November 4th, 730 at the Mountain Bar at Wild World West, or come hang out with Craig on Saturday, or all of the above. Uh, let us know if you're going to be there in the Facebook group. Send uh, Craig a tweet or an email. Our email, by the way, is win at gmail.com, and our Twitter is at win. Uh, you can find out more about us and and all the things going on with the meetup in our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash win. Uh, you can find out more about us and the podcast at win.com, or you can find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Just search for win or Atlantic City. So uh, hopefully we will be seeing some of you guys a week from now, and we will probably have another podcast for you all in, in two weeks. So we'll talk to you then. Yeah, we'll recap the shenanigans, and I am super excited to see everybody there. It's incredible. I need a shirt. I need to buy a shirt. Yeah. I can't, you can't wear that, and I'm going to show up in like a button down. Oh, it's so good. I'm so jealous.